Hey, you're back at the Scarred Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I came in on shift one night, and there were two new patients um, that had been admitted, a husband and a wife. And uh, that's, you know... It's not impossible. It's kind of rare, but uh, it's not something that you would see a lot. Of, like, and so I thought maybe car accident, perhaps uh, you know, some some somehow somebody somehow these two people got burned at the same time. Well, in the process of uh, you know getting a report, found out that it was a house fire. Not only was it a house fire, but it was a suicide attempt by house fire, and that immediately struck me as odd. And not odd in that I wasn't getting the true story, but odd in the choice of trying to commit suicide. I, I mean, you you hear of people setting themselves on fire um, as a way of suicide, but that seems a bit more direct than starting your house on fire and then waiting for that to get you. But that's, you know, I mean, who am I to see into the mind of someone that is suffering in that way, mentally suffering? Um, in that type of uh, anguish, and I'm not—I'm not judging. I'm just saying that, to me, in my mind at that time, I, I couldn't quite understand the method of um, of carrying out what they wanted. Um, so, in the process of taking care of uh, this man and this woman, they made it very clear right from the beginning they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be alive. They didn't want anyone taking care of them, and they fought the our efforts to take care of them and, and, you know, clean their wounds, um, almost on a daily basis. And I remember one time with the woman, she, she was intubated, um, which often has it, which is often the case with patients that have been burned. Um, so that's a breathing tube that's put down into their, um, into their trachea through their mouth. And, opens it the, the the way your voice works is it vibrates the vocal cords and with the tube in there it won't vibrate and there's no sound so um i'm sure that that was part of the you know a minimal part of the frustration that she was feeling but she was make, trying to make it very clear that she didn't want us treating her she didn't want us washing her her burns she didn't want you know and she couldn't speak but she was moving around and thrashing in the bed and we're trying to you know wash her off and the doctor needed to i think get some blood gases um so he was trying to stick her um in her femoral artery to get you know to figure out you know how she's doing on that uh part of her her uh treatment and he just finally he you know the frustration kind of boiled up on his side too, because he's got a job to do and he has lots of patients to see. Just can't fight this woman on every front. And he said, look, since she was intubated, he said, if you don't calm down, we're going to have to give you, we're going to have to give you the paralyzing drug, which is, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Pavulum. But anyway, he said, we have to give you the paralyzing drug. Now, just to kind of set the stage here, she's in pain. She can't speak. She, the only way can, she can exert her will is to resist us and to fight. And he's now telling her, we're going to take that last thing away from you. 
he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to hurt her anymore, but he has to get this, this, these blood gases. He's got to, we've got to be able to, you know, wash her, get her redressed and get other patients taken care of. And she doesn't, she wants nothing to do with it. She's got absolutely zero interest in complying with anything. So the doctor told the nurse, Hey, you know, drop so, so much or however much of the pavilion and, and give it to her. And she, what this drug does is it takes all the voluntary muscles and you are now, you can't do anything. Uh, involuntarily, you know, your heart still beats, things like that. But uh, the voluntary muscle control is gone. And she went from this thrashing, fighting tiger to just nothing. And, and I, you know, that is kind of shocking and abrupt and strange from my chair or, you know, from standing there trying to, you know, to wash her wounds. But I felt my eyes going up to her eyes and I will, I'll never forget the terror that her eyes conveyed to me. And that just sent a chill down my back because just the, uh, the, the whole scenario of that, um, it's just uh, it, that she couldn't do anything, but her eyes said volumes about what was going on in her head. And I just can't even imagine how horrible that would be to have. You can't even express anything. And you're having these wounds wiped with a washcloth. And yeah, nightmare material right there. But, you know, medicine is not, not a pretty sight a lot of the time. So... She was fairly, you know, unhappy with her treatment that she was getting, her life-saving treatment. And in fact, I think when they, when the firemen got to the house and uh, put the fire out and were taking them outside, they're they're like, we don't, we don't want to be saved. We don't. This is, you know, we're suicide attempt. You know, not. But they're saying, look, this is suicide. This is intentional. We don't want to be saved. Like if they could just tell the firemen that the firemen would like shut off the water, toss them back in the house and drive away. I mean, obviously these people, they're not, they, the, the rational thought processes have left. But anyway, so her husband, burns have to be, uh, or skin grafts have to come from yourself. You can have temporary, now I understand the technology's changed a little bit, but this is back in the day. You could have a temporary dressing from say a cadaver, uh, you know, skin graft, but those would ultimately be rejected by the body's immune system. Unless you had to give yourself, you know, your own skin grafts, uh, which is one of the other reasons why a greater percentage of body being burned tends to be more uh, harder to survive because you have to donate the skin to, you know, the burned areas. And the only way you can donate the skin to the skin grasses if it's not been burned so that's that's pretty obvious anyway but that all gets thrown out the window if you have a twin someone with the exact same genetic makeup well this guy had a twin and the twin was like i'm going to donate i'm going to you know uh let my let my back and legs be harvested and those that skin can be then given to this uh to this brother and the doctors were like, okay, well, you, we need to understand that a lot of his body is burned. And you'll, you, one, 
round of donations will not be enough to cover all of his burns. And the the doc, the, the guys, the brothers, like absolutely doesn't matter. I'm I'll donate twice. And they said, well, you know, don't answer now. Go through the process, and then you know. And he, the brother was like, it. We'll do it. Don't. There's no question in my mind. Well, so they they schedule the first surgery. They they have two, you know. Uh, operating tables they're taking the skin off the brother and the, the skin comes off with this uh, i can't remember the name of a derma something it looks like like barber clippers kind of but big and they just put that on the skin and kind of roll it up the skin and it just kind of cheese slices those top few layers of skin off and it what's left is like the worst road rash you may have ever had if you've ever played ball or ridden a skateboard or bike and fallen off and you know slid across the ground you get what's called road rash or a raspberry well this is like the worst one that you've had and it's all just kind of intentionally the skin's taken right off uh and it has to be treated just like a burn but they they take this skin and they run it through an expander which basically cuts these diamond shaped patterns in the skin and then the skin can be expanded to cover more area than it was when it was taken off if that makes sense at all. It kind of like, it kind of grows in like, you know, sod, uh, if you put sod down and there are some bare patches, but then the, 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 the grass fills in. Skin does the same thing. It will, it will fill in. So, so, so the twin that wasn't burned has now donated the skin and it has to be treated just like a burn. He has to have dressing changes twice a day. Um, and it, that is raw nerves like a ras like a, a raspberry or a road rash is and it's very painful and you have to be washed twice a day put the cream back on you know uh, wrapped up come back later get the same thing treatment and so it came around time for the second uh the second surgery and the brother was asked okay well time to decide if you're you know if you can um have those same areas donate again it, they're it's they've, they've healed enough you know and the brother was no nope i'm not doing it again uh i don't know how he's gonna get his other skin but one time was enough that the brother had only donated his skin at one time is not an indication of anything and it's not judged by me whether he how much he loved his brother I, I think i can't imagine doing that even one time knowing what i know and understanding the pain that would be involved in that but he 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 did it one time that's an amazing act of courage and uh and sacrifice and selflessness and as it turns out maybe he saw something that the rest of us didn't see because once they uh this man and woman were released from the hospital having had their their burns successfully treated within two weeks they had committed suicide some other way again i can make no judgment based on my standing away from the situation and and viewing it they i didn't i wasn't able to talk to them on any kind of in-depth basis where i would understand the pain and suffering that they were going through before their burns and of course then after they that was just compounded i would never judge or try to think that i could understand the anguish the mental anguish that someone's going through that uh, decides to make that decision but i would like to say that there and and um 
I will post on the, the show notes for this episode the um, uh, suicide helplines that uh, to, to call those lines and to realize that if this were ever comes across to, to someone that is battling with that kind of decision, that there are people that love you and care about you and and to just take a moment and call one of these helplines and try to find a less permanent solution to the temporary pain that you may be feeling. I want you to know how much I appreciate you stopping by and taking an opportunity to share these experiences with me. Part of my journey has been learning how to produce and create music and uh, I'm going to play one for you if you want to stick around and listen to it. Hope that you enjoy it. Thank you. 